0: have to, to come together to sit under the word of God and to be in your presence. And Father, I thank you for filling my mouth, Father God, with your words today. Father, speak through my lips this morning. We thank you, Father, for your word, the power that's in your word, Father God, the life that's in your word, for your word sanctifies and cleanses us, it changes us. Father, we thank you, Father, for that. And, Father, may every ear be a listening ear this morning. May every heart be a listening heart. And, Father, may we receive, we pray, all that you have for us this morning. Thank you for helping us, Lord, to be good receivers today. And thank you for your presence in this place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And uh, if we have any children's church children here today, y'all are dismissed, you're free to go, hallelujah. If you would please, go with me, go with me to, and can can y'all in the back over in the sound, can you set the timer for me, the countdown like you do for Pastor Michael? So it's counting down? (laughs) <laughs> or counting up, or, yeah, praise the Lord. All right, so let's, let's go to the word this morning, shall we? Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. So good to see you today. Hallelujah, if you're visiting with us today, we welcome you. We're so glad you're with us today. Thank you for coming. Ephesians chapter 5, that's towards the back of your Bible in the New Testament. We're going to look at verse, a few verses here. Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to look at verses 18 through 21 this morning. You all ready? Let's go. The Bible says this to us. Do not get drunk, verse 18. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness. And I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible this morning. For that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity. But be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. Verse 19, speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs offering praise by singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, the Father of all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 21, verse 21, be subject to one another and out of reverence for Christ. If we look at verse 18, it starts out, do not get drunk with wine. Well, we know what happens when we get drunk. There's an outflow that happens when we're intoxicated. And I won't ask for a show of hands of anybody (laughs) that's been intoxicated. But we know what happens, alcohol affects, it impairs. And stumbling around and falling and vomiting, and slurred speech is an outflow or the effects, the results, if you would, of being intoxicated. So we see when we get drunk, this is what happens, but the Bible tells us don't get drunk with wine. We're in his excess, but be filled with the Spirit and constantly guided by him. This word here, Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled. The Greek translation of the word filled in this verse is be being filled. Not just to be filled, but be being filled. I looked up in the Jewish Bible, which supports this in the Greek, and it says this, keep on being filled. Now, when you think about be being filled, you know that's not a one-time thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you're be being filled with the Spirit, if you're be being filled, that denotes or suggests to us a continuous action. That's what it means to be being filled, right? Amen. And so, we see in verses 19 through 21, let's look at them. Verses 19 through 21 tells us what is the outflow. Just like there's an outflow from being intoxicated, there's an outflow that happens. Or there's things that are indicators of how we know that somebody is full of the spirit. Now, Let's look at it, verses 19 through 21. Verse 19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and making melody of your heart to the Lord. Now listen, now we know, if we look around and we can tell, we know when someone's happy, don't we? Because they're singing. There's a joy in their heart, and you can't help but sing. And I know every time that I have been in a really joyous mood. Anytime I've been happy, you just, you just, it just bubbles out of you. You want to sing. And we know that, isn't it? You've got a joy in your heart, and it comes out of your mouth. It just flows. When you're full of the Spirit, you've got a song to sing. And see, when we're believers, when we're born again, as a Christian, None of us should have a sad song to sing. Because when you're full, you've got a song to sing. Verse 19 or 20, always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice this always giving thanks to God. You just always have a thankful attitude no matter what's going on in your life, do do we face adverse circumstances in life? Sometimes things don't go the way we planned. Sometimes things happen in our lives, but through the good and the bad, the wicked, the evil. What this verse is saying to us is in every circumstance give God a praise. Why? Because as children of God we have every reason to. Amen? And there's something that that I, that my husband and I do, something happens and we just say, well, someone took our parking spot over there, praise the Lord. (laughs) Now, you may not like it, right, but it doesn't matter. It may not, it may not agree with you, but it doesn't matter because you're thankful and you have a thankful attitude. So, well, praise the Lord. I just trust the Lord in that circumstance, no matter what it is, no matter what's happening, amen. Subject, verse 21, being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. What does it mean to be subject? And I looked this up, and in the Greek, this word subject, to be subject to one another, is a, the Bible says in the Greek, it's a voluntary placing of oneself, a voluntary placing—not not being forced, not being forced to be put under someone—but it's it's just a voluntary placing oneself under somebody. In other words, it's a a giving in, giving in to one another. We can put it that way. In other words, um, you're cooperative. You're easy. You just go with the flow. You're just easy. You're, if something happens, it happens. You're easy to get along with. Let's just put it that way. You're easy to get along with when you're subject to somebody else. Hallelujah. In other words, so. If I'm going to do verses 20 and 21, if I'm going to speak to one another in psalms and hymns, if I'm going to have a song, and if I'm going to have a thankful attitude with somebody, then you know, if you're easy, if you have a thankful attitude towards the Lord, towards everything, in everything, notice it says in all, do you see that? giving thanks to God the Father for all things, no matter what, then you're not going to be arguing. You're not going to be fussing. You're not gonna get into strife with anybody. Why, because you're just, that's what it means to be giving in to somebody, no matter what happens. You have a good attitude about it. Well, praise the Lord, right? But you're not going to argue with people. You're not going to complain and grumble about this person. And you're not going to complain about them. Well, this is what this this means. It's helping us, isn't it? This is helping us to identify what it means to be full. And verses 19 through 21 tells us how to do that. Years ago, I, uh, I was in the kitchen, and we had just installed a brand new wood floor in our kitchen. And my parents were there visiting, and they brought their dog for a visit. And precious one, but it, the dog had claws and got excited because I had a, a couple of dogs in my house, and they were chasing one another. And so my mom's tinkering away at the, at, the, at the sink, and my dad's doing his thing and they went running around and with the long claws that my mom's dog had, scratches, deep scratches all over the floor. And I, let me tell you, I looked at that and I go, <gasps> because it was a brand new floor. Now, I, there were things stirring <laughs> down on the inside of me. and it wasn't the Lord. It's called Flesh. It's called you have emotions and thoughts are coming to the mind. <laughs> and I, I said, oh, oh, <sighs> this is a brand new floor. And I looked at my mother and tears are coming down her, her face. I immediately came under conviction at that moment, and I made a very, very quick adjustment in my heart. See, this is what it means to put yourself under or be subject to another. A giving in. Being easy. It's, the floor is scratched. It was an opportunity for me, and I said to myself, well, praise the Lord. And I went to my mother, and I said, Mom, while she's crying, I said, Mother, I said, I'm sorry for the way that I reacted because I see that it hurt her. She was crying and I said, but I want you to know this. I care more about you than I do that floor. It's just a floor and my relationship with you is far more important than any material thing. I'm talking about a thankful attitude towards the Lord and just being easy. You're not hard to please. You're not easily agitated or provoked. Amen. And I like to say this, I like to say this. You know, we all have a vehicle, don't we? We all have cars, you have a car? We have a car, we've got a destination that car isn't going to get to where we want it to unless it's got gas in it. (laughs) It's gotta have gas if you're gonna get where you wanna go go, and thank God for the car, right? But it's going to operate or function when it's got gas in it. But, however, what we need to understand is what's gonna get us to point A to point B? Because we know this, the car isn't going to get to that destination on its own. Someone's gotta get in it. It needs a driver. The Bible says faith without works is dead. And what we need to do to get, that, to get that car to point A to point B, yes, we have the car, yeah, there's a destination, but you're not getting to that place without that car, so what you need to do is get into that car and drive. It's available to you. Those things are available. The destination's there, I got the car, but I need to get it and drive, right? Faith is the vehicle that's going to get you to your destination. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And having said this, we need to say this. (laughs) If we're fussing, if we're complaining about somebody or to somebody, if we're irked, have you ever been there? Yeah. All that is is an indicator that you need to fill up. All that means is, aha, I need to fill up because the flow of the Spirit is peace. The flow of the Spirit is the giving of thanks. The flow of the Spirit is to be easy, that I give in to people and I'm subject to them. Amen? So what do we do when we're running low? How do you know we're running low? Well, if we're angry, we're fussing, we're arguing, we're complaining. The tank's low. So what do you do? Fill it up. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's what we need to do. Because what's happening is, see, when we're fussing and fighting and arguing with people, or we're irked, what's happened there is, like that car, you're running on empty. Yes. You're running on E, and you know the outflow of when, when you're running on E, that poor car spits and sputters and I've been there, because when I was a college student, I, ran, I was running out of gas in my tank, and thankfully, I ended up in the, dry, I just turned in, just right on time into the driveway near the DNF plaza into someone's house, and the lady there happened to have a gas container. <laughs> What'd she do? filled it up. See, when you're full of the Spirit, you're not easily provoked. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, his own master, a work of art, created in Christ, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them. And the King James has said, so that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for me to live. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us we're his creation. You know when you got born again, you took on, when you got saved and asked Jesus into your heart, you took on the life and the nature of God. You have his life, you have his nature, you have the grace, the anointing, and all the equipment you need to fulfill the call and the plan that God has for your life. You have all the equipment on the inside. We have the word of God as a guide, right, as our counsel and we have the voice of the Spirit on the inside. Now, Pastor Michael, those of you that have been coming and have heard, he's been talking about being led by the Spirit, and we have the leading and the voice of the Spirit to lead us in life so that we'll be a success, don't we? And the Bible says that we have the fruits of the Spirit on the inside. If you're born again, you have the fruits of the Spirit on the inside of you, love, joy, peace. Amen? Everything we need to be a success, everything we need to live full we're talking about living full of the spirit we have everything we need to accomplish that but we'll see right here that we've been we're a new person we're new we've been created in Christ that means we have all the goods on the inside the life and nature of God everything to live full amen and it says here Spiritually transformed, ready to be used for good works. When I read that, that blessed me so much because it says right here that we're ready to be used, created, we've been created for good works. Did you know that? You have been created in the new birth, with the new birth, you've been created for good works. Hallelujah. How are we going to do the good works? How are we going to do that because the thing about that is it's not an automatic thing. And God doesn't do the doing of the good works. He doesn't do it for us. We do it. We do it. We are the ones that do the good works and how do we do it? By faith. And it says how do we do the good works? It says right here taking paths which he prepared that we should walk in them. If you're flowing in the spirit of God and you're full of the spirit of God, you're on the path. Because it's the will of God. Amen? Yeah. Living full of the spirit is what is, is what is going to make us a success in life. That's the path that God has prepared, that we walk in the Spirit. But we do those good works by what? Being on the path. And so what we have to understand here is it takes discipline to stay on that path. Yeah, the good works are there. The plan of purposes of God has been prepared for me already. But by faith, I'm, I have to walk in that. Just like the car has got to get to destination A to B, by faith you, you, have, you, have to, you have to drive, you have to get in the car. Because these things are, it's not automatic. We're not automatically walking on the paths. But there's something we have to do to be on that path. And there's good works that come from being on that path. And living full of the Spirit puts us on that path. Hallelujah. And what we have to understand is to be on the path, it takes discipline to stay on it. It takes discipline to stay on that path. Can we get off the path? Yes, we can get off of the path, because what we understand is we live in a a sin-filled world, and everything around us in this world is against faith. Amen? There are circumstances that can come, situations that can come in our lives, Adversity can come. There's the thoughts of the mind that can work against us. There's the flesh that, that has to be dealt with. Amen? And those things can pull us off of the path. But this is where we have to decide and purpose to stay on it, to stay full. In other words, let's just say it this way. We have to purpose to stay full. Amen. Praise the Lord. So how do we maintain being filled? Let's look at it. We looked at the three ways, the the three evidences of how we know we're full of the Spirit. We sing, we give praise, amen, and we submit to one another. We're easy, easy to get along with. But now it's got to be maintained. So how do we maintain it? Number one, obedience. Obedience is what is important to maintain being full of the Spirit. It says in Hebrews 11.8. Let's go there. Go to Hebrews 11.8. Hebrews 11.8. And it says this to us. Hebrews 11.8. By faith, by faith, Abraham, when he was called by God, obeyed by going to a place which he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went, not knowing where he was going. Notice, it says, Abraham, the Lord said, I want you to leave your father's house. I want you to leave your relatives. And the Lord spoke to Abraham and said, this is what I want you to do, leave your kindred leave your family behind, leave your relatives, leave your father's house. I want you to go to the land that I have for you. And it says this. This is what I want to get to. Abraham went. Not knowing where he was going. He obeyed quickly. He just went, even though he didn't have any clue where he was going. And what we need to understand is that, that there, there are things that, that in life that when we're flowing in the spirit, let me put it this way, if you're walking in obedience to God, we don't put conditions on things. When you're flowing in the spirit, there are no, let me put it this way, when we're flowing in the spirit, there are no conditions. Well, I'll go if. <laughs> we, uh, I will do that. If it's, if it's comfortable for my flesh. I'll go if it's easy. I'll go if you tell me where I'm going first. I'll go to church if the weather's good. I'll pay my tithes as long as things aren't financially tight. I'm preaching to myself too, it's okay. Huh, right? About all the all this. This applies to me too. I will forgive that person if they say they're sorry. <laughs> see, when you're full of the spirit, you don't have boundaries. There's no reservation. And if we look at if we look at James 121, we'll see this. This is important. Go with me to James 121. It's towards the back of your Bible. Because James one twenty one. You know, in John 14.15 it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. You know what the suggestion is there? If you love me, keep them. That means it's not just a one-day thing. It's a continuous thing. See, we're talking about maintaining being full. To maintain that fullness, we have to be willing to obey God no matter what the circumstance or situation is. No matter what it is, I keep his commandments. That means it's a lifestyle. I keep his commandments. James 1.21. Let's look at it. So get rid of all uncleanness and all that remains of wickedness, and with the hum- humble spirit, receive the word of God, which is implanted and actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your soul. It says, with the humble spirit, receive the word of God. What's an indicator that you are flowing in the spirit? with a humble spirit. Humility is a flow of the spirit. We cannot be in the flow of the spirit without humility. And the verse here tells us, oh, okay, if I'm humble, then I'm in the flow of the spirit. But also, yes, it takes humility to obey God, but it says, receive the engrafted word of God in the other translation with the humble spirit receiving the that means to receive the engrafted word of God humbly that means that we're not going to add to the word we're not going to take away from the word we're not going to put in and insert our well I'll do this if we're not going to be holding back we're not going to make excuses we're not going to blame and say why we can't, or if the conditions are right. We're not gonna argue with the word of God. But it says, we see here that the flow of the spirit is humility and it also suggests teachableness. It's so important that we be teachable. If we're not teachable, and if we're not, we see that in the, in the humility and teachableness is the flow of the spirit. And a person that is full is humble, and they're teachable. They don't put. We don't. There, there is, there's a, there's a an, a, an absence of putting conditions on things. Does that make sense? Abraham didn't question. He just went. He obeyed. Reinhardt Bonnke came to Lockport. Um, Let me illustrate this better to get a clear picture. And someone had blessed my husband with $100 for his birthday. You know, when you get money from somebody, automatically you're thinking how you're going to spend it. (laughs) Or is that just me? Okay. If you're a woman, you're thinking about it. Sorry. But you're already thinking about what I can do with my money, but really, it's God's money. We're just stewards, we're stewards. And he thought, oh, praise, he was believing God for money because we were in desperate need of money and things were financially tight with us for a long time. Someone blesses him with $100 and he's praising the Lord and saying, thank you Lord, you know, answered a prayer, I was in need, I got 100 bucks and all of a sudden down in here, Michael, Pastor Michael's been teaching about being led of the spirit. There was a scratching on the inside. You know, if you're going to flow in the spirit, flowing in the spirit means being led by the spirit. Because being led by the spirit is a flow of the spirit. And on the inside, he heard this, give that money to Reverend Reinhard Bonnke. He was the guest speaker in a church that we were visiting. Maybe I didn't say that. And he was delivering the word of God, and it was at the end of the service that the Lord said to him, go give it that money. But it did not grieve my husband. He didn't, he could have <laughs> made an excuse as to why it wasn't a good idea to give that money, because after all, he was in need. <laughs> or it's not convenient for why he should not obey, but he heard the voice of the Lord, go give it to Reinhard Bonnke. But he was glad in his heart and he rejoiced because the Bible says in Isaiah, what's that scripture? It says in Isaiah 119, if you're willing and obedient, willing and obedient, willing, that means you have a good attitude, (laughs) and obedient, you shall eat the good of the lamb. Give and it shall be given back to you, pressed down, shaken and again and running over; shall men give unto your bosom. Well, he had that word in his heart. So to him it wasn't, it wasn't a source of grief that the Lord asked him to do something. He just obeyed right away because he knew that blessing would follow from sowing that hundred dollars dollars. And in about a week later, because he did that in faith and sowed in faith and heeded and listened to the voice of God, obeyed without hesitation. Without reserve, without holding back, he received $1,600 a week later. There's blessing that comes with obedience, and obedience is the flow of the Spirit. Now, if we're going to maintain being full of the Spirit, we must be obedient. And it's important that we learn, as he's been teaching on Pastor Michael about being led of the Spirit, it's important that we listen. And listen to what God is saying to us. It's important that we have a tender heart. Yes. A tender heart towards the Lord. And you see, when we have reservations, if we have hesitations, if we make excuses, if we have all of these things and why we won't obey, then what that creates and what that produces is a hard heart. Yes. But it's important that we have a tender heart towards the Lord. It's the flow of the Spirit. Tender heartedness is a flow of the Spirit. Lord, what are you saying to me today? I'll do it. What you say to me in your word, I'll do it. A tender heart towards him. And when God deals with us with some things, you know, God will deal us, deal with us concerning some things in our lives. Amen? It's so important that we're open to what God has to say to us and not make excuses why we can't. It's so important that we are open to what he has to say, and openness is, is a result of, is a part of being tenderhearted because you're open, whatever he says, yes sir. And the thing with that is, is that, that a willful person, willfulness is really behind that is, is pride. Well, to flow in the spirit, it requires humility, amen? But pride, when, if we become willful about something that I'm going to do it this way, and we shut our ears off to the voice of the Lord, either through his word, or by his spirit, speaking to us on the inside, it's an unsafe place. There's consequences when we get willful. And if we come to a place where we do become willful, and we just kind of... Sh- Shut, shut off the voice, like as you would, I get a picture of a, uh, like a door, and Pastor Michael used to talk about how he'd have a relative come over, and they had to quickly clean the house. Someone's coming over, what do they do? They clean up everything, and they throw the junk into the closet. <laughs> Just get it all in there and shut the door. Know that not, people may not know your stuff, or things going on in your life, or where, they may not know, and and most people don't, but, but the Lord sees it. But it, it's, it's, we have to be willing to say, lay things down at the altar before God, when God's dealing with us, the dealings of God. Because God will deal with you about things. Because none of us have arrived, none of us are quite like Jesus yet. <laughs> but in life, God will start dealing with you. Go, go say you're sorry to this person do this or that, and we put our foot down and refuse to listen, or we put it off, or we can dismiss it as something that's not important, or avoid it. Really, it's an issue of the heart. It's a heart issue. And unfortunately, it it has its consequences, just like good actions and good works. there there is a blessing that comes from that, but there's also consequences from, and it's good to know that, because we're learning right now, it's good to know there's consequences and we're learning right now how to avoid that, live full. Obey God. (laughs) Live a consecrated life. Amen? And I know what it's like to say, no, God, because I remember when I was pregnant with Audrey I know this is sobering, but it's important we hear these things. Talking about living full, yeah. Uh, I wanted a son badly. I I had two girls, Natalie and Sarah. Natalie's my eldest, Sarah, my middle, my youngest, Audrey. When I was pregnant with her, I wanted a, a son. You know, you can, by the way, believe God for the sex of your baby. Just putting that out there, ladies, that haven't. You want children in the future? You can believe God for a boy or a girl. You can do that, because the Bible says in Matthew 11:23 23, and 24, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have it. Whatsoever. You can believe God for the sex of your baby. Anyway, I didn't know that at the time. I just thought whatever happened, happened. If it's a boy, girl. I didn't know that. And, but I, so I wanted a boy so much that I was not willing to hear from heaven. I wasn't willing to hear from God. I didn't want to pray about it. No, no. I didn't want to pray about it because I didn't want to hear the Lord tell me, it's not a boy. I didn't want to hear that because I wanted a girl so badly. See, uh, and when I saw her and she came forth, I was full of joy. I fell in love with her instantly. But you see what I mean is the flow of the spirit. You're open. You're tenderhearted towards the Lord, whatever you say. You're open to what God has to tell you. Whatever he has to say to you, whether it's comfortable for the flesh or not, I'll do it. I'll obey God. And it's about being consecrated. You know, when you're consecrated, and I'll leave it right, stop right here. Um, because we have to move on. Let me finish with this because we'll pick up next week. My time is done. But it says in Acts 24, 16. Listen to this and I'll read it to you. Acts 24, 16. The Apostle Paul said this, I exercise myself to have always, not once in a while, (laughs) to have always a conscience void of offense, towards God and man. He said, I exercise always. What's he talking about? It's a lifestyle of living full of the spirit. Yeah, a void of offense towards God and man. You can tell your, concentra- your, your consecration level you can tell your consecration level by how you handle God's dealings with your life. Because a consecrate, when, when, when one is consecrated to the Lord, you're, it demands you to be quick to repent. It demands you to be, for example, it will demand you to be very quick to repent to ask somebody to go to that person and ask you, forgive me, I was wrong. It doesn't wait until they start treating you right (laughs) before you'll forgive them (laughs) or before you'll talk to them. I got four minutes, let me finish this thought. Because we go from glory to glory And and, and there's a progression that happens because years ago you heard my husband say he can't go five minutes with a conflict between him. Not five minutes can he go with a conflict, but that wasn't the case for me years ago because when we were first married, we're sleeping in that same bed. I can sleep on the very seam of that mattress when I'm irked to him. And if his so much as his big toe touches me, oh yeah, yes, and I would go for a long, sometimes up to four days without talking to him because he said something or did something that offended me, that hurt me, but I, I, we have grown together to the place that now we can't allow even moments go by without, because consec- our consec- we've grown in God, we have matured in the Lord And because we live a consecrated life, we quickly deal with it. We don't put it off, we deal with it right away. So we're talking about living full. (laughs) And it's gonna require us to be obedient and live a consecrated life, and we'll look at more at at this next week. Amen. Well, we're learning, right? We're learning how to flow and live full. Right now, we're learning about this. And so we will pick up again next week concerning that because our time is done. And so hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we bow our heads. We thank you for this time we have to come together to pray. And, Father, we thank you for uh, your word, your precious word. But we don't want to exit or leave this place without... Person.